0: Lieutenant General William Tecumseh Sherman arrived in the middle of a windstorm that unsettled the animals, dirtied the freshly clean clothes hanging along Laundress's row, and sent the giant garrison flag to snapping like pistol shots. Women in poke bonnets, children in homemade clothing, shopkeepers in aprons, Mexican teamsters— blanket-wrapped Indians, all gathered shoulder to shoulder on the boardwalk to catch a glimpse of the great national hero and commander of all Western armies. Sherman's visit was a major event for the soldiers of the 18th U.S. Infantry, many of whom had soldiered with Uncle Billy in Georgia, the Carolinas, and earlier at Kennesaw Mountain, Peachtree Creek, and Jonesboro. They loved him as one of their own, No matter how big he got, Bill Sherman never would be too big to sit down with a private and eat a plate of beans at his campfire. Rose Reynolds tried to find a place in the crowd. Colonel Henry B. Carrington and the post-commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel Henry Wessels, stood before rows of sweating soldiers under the hard blue sky. "'as Sherman's custom-made Doherty Ambulance rolled through the gate "'at the head of a column that included an overdue supply train. "'When it stopped, the men shouldered their muskets with a rattling clatter. "'A gust of gritty wind grabbed Sherman's hat as he stepped from the vehicle "'and sent it bouncing along the ground. "'A junior officer bolted after it. "'Welcome to Fort Stephen Watts, Kearney, General,' "'Wessel said, stepping forward. It's good to see you again. Sherman returned Wessel's salute without enthusiasm and surveyed his surroundings. A bustling and important place during the gold rush years, Fort Kearney, by 1866 had taken on an aspect of decay. The original sod structures listed to one side like drunkards, and even the newer wooden buildings were poorly constructed and in need of paint the surrounding landscape, in all directions and as far as the eye could see. Was brown and sear, bare of any hint of green other than the rows of transplanted cottonwoods bordering the parade lawn. "'My God, Wessels,' Sherman said. "'This place hasn't improved any. "'What a country!' He accepted his hat from the breathless junior officer and slapped it against his leg, releasing a cloud of dust. "'It has potential, sir,' Wessel said. "'He was a small man with bushy white hair "'and a well-trimmed beard. "'All it needs is more water and good society.' "'Sherman laughed without humor. "'That's all hell needs,' he said. "'Damn place is rotting away. "'I'm inclined to let it go to the prairie dogs.' "'Rose couldn't believe her ears.' To her, Fort Kearney was a magic place, far better than her native St. Louis, with its dirty streets and foul smells. Kearney was the gateway to an exotic new world of beauty and strangeness and danger. New characters arrived every afternoon at two o'clock, when the heavy concords of the Western Stage Company rumbled in for a team of fresh horses, and discharged passengers connecting with the holiday lines out of Missouri— Rose entertained herself by inventing histories for weary, rumpled travelers from faraway places like Denver and Salt Lake City as they climbed down from the carriage and stood blinking in the white sun. Men in suits with waistcoats and top hats were card sharps, Indian agents, or felonious bankers absconding with suitcases full of cash. Ladies in fitted traveling suits were heiresses fleeing abusive husbands. Actresses bound for San Francisco, or women of opportunity returning to their families for a chance at redemption.